Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to TPI Talk in 20, where we're making entrepreneurship and investing a team sport. The Players Impact is an exclusive network of athletes, artists, and collaborators inspired and encouraged to shape the future we envision. Through opportunity, education, and influence, our elite collective accelerates the potential of every member to transcend any game. At The Players Impact, we are about legacy beyond our professional careers. We are bringing our diverse community of investors, entrepreneurs, and those in transition together through this podcast with thought leadership, subject matter expertise, and peer advice. Listen to us where you find your favorite podcasts. You don't want to miss hearing from our team of professional athletes, venture capitalists, and other founding CEOs about their stories, opportunities, and experiences. I'm Tracy DeForge, the founder and CEO, your host of TPI Talking 20. Mo, so great to have you on today. Uh, you know, you've been part of TPI, which I cannot believe has been almost four years old. This coming May will be four years old, and you've been there the entire time. So really excited to talk to you, your experience in TPI. But but for, for those listening and that may not know who you are, why don't you give a little bit about your background and, and um, you know, from college and your playing days. Thank you, Tracy. I'm really excited to be here and a part of the TPI um, call and just um, this new podcast. I think it's going to be so great for our membership base. And just a little background about me for all of our listeners who might not know. My name is Mo Evans. Um, played 11 years professionally, nine years in the NBA. I played two years in, um, in Europe. I played in um, for the EuroLeague, um, Olympiacos and Benetton Treviso, two really awesome experiences for me at the time. Also went to University, Wichita State University um, for my freshman and sophomore year before transferring to uh, University of Texas at Austin before I ended up embarking upon my career. Amazing. And so a little bit about your career, you said you had a very diverse career in different places, great experiences. But a lot of what we're talking about when we talk about the players impact is, is that what, what are the players doing while they're playing? And that and then helps their transition into the world, their post-playing days. And, and often, as you know, um, your, your, your post-playing days are much longer than your playing days. And so talk a little bit about any preparation that you made or that didn't make and, and is, a, you know, is a cautionary tale for some of our other community members. Sure. I mean, it's a valid point. I think what, again, listeners should know is that you know, the like our journey, even as investors, athlete investors, is still a culmination of who we are, a culmination of, of our experiences. And if you look at each individual athlete, we all have a unique uh, road or path that's led us here. And mine was a little bit more unconventional because I did grow up on the other side of the tracks in a underserved community. But again, was very fortunate early on in my life at 12 years old that a group of individuals saw something potential in me. And that's when um, they worked with my parents to um, have me attend a private school, which is one of the most prominent uh, schools in the Midwest. And it actually, Charles Koch was, you know, was one of the major uh, sponsors and contributors of our school. Um, you know, matter of fact, the person who advised me to leave Wichita State and transfer to the University of Texas was the then um, general manager of the Spurs, R.C. Buford, who again was an alumnus of my high school. So I went to this very affluent uh, 
high school that literally the who's who of Kansas and many awesome people within the, the entrepreneurial space. So that that influence in my life early led me to know that I always wanted to do something in the entrepreneurial business sector. And that's why at Wichita State, I actually majored in entrepreneurship. And um, and then when I when I you know got my degree from the University of Texas while I was still playing, I literally went back to go get a master's in entrepreneurship. I didn't end up completing it because unfortunately at the time I was literally in the middle of going through uh, a divorce that was not something I really wanted. And it's another challenge that many of us athletes face. That when I went through that um, that unfortunate time, I just remember how much I enjoyed. Uh, the MBA program and getting earning that, you know, midway through that program, I was just like, but I realized as well, I don't want to sit in the corner office with entrepreneurship, a master's in entrepreneurship. And I said, man, most of the, the, you know, in master's programs, you're writing stories and doing all kinds of different projects, but most of those projects were literally companies that I already invested in. So I just kind of laughed at myself. You talked about cautionary tale, you know, there's so many things that I learned in real time. And I said to myself, I'm going to accelerate my learning curves by not venturing out here um, again uncovered. And that's why TPI is so appealing to me is because it's a group of athlete investors. It's a suite, a team of individuals that gives us that collective protection, that collective insight, and so that we can make that collective impact. So it's kind of a funny story about how you learned about TPI. Very much. Um, you know, actually, you know, worked with a, a young man that I mentored that played at the University of Michigan. He's actually was one of the most winningest players on the on the Michigan basketball team at the time. And so um, helped to, um, you know, help him transition into professional sports. And we actually ended up signing him as a client back then. And he went on to play in Europe and he calls me and he says, man, this is awesome concept, this new company, you gotta, you gotta, um, you know, first of all, what do you think about it? So we're talking about the model and he's like, man, you gotta be involved. There's this guy you gotta meet, Jason Lavender. He connected with me on Twitter and, you know, and and, and he's doing this big company. And, and again, he, I told him, I said, man, just slow down, tell me what it is. You know, he kind of reminded me of how I used to be when I would get excited about companies and opportunities. And I recognize again, like this is, was a great, um, you know, a great business model, a great uh, platform for athletes to engage athletes of all gender, of both genders, of all sports. And and it, it when Jason and I, I just remember sitting down at the restaurant and Jason was totally not what I kind of expected. And, you know, Jason does comedy and all this other stuff. And so mm -hmm. we hit it off and had great conversation. And then we just continued to slowly expand from there. And as you said, four years later, it's just amazing to see the growth and the things that has been accomplished to date. You know, I know there's a long ways to go, but to, you know, one part of, you know, life is learning how to celebrate, you know, the wins along the way. And I think there's been a lot of wins that TPI has. Yeah, thanks. And, be, and you know, you were, your conversation with Jason sparked so much thinking and we couldn't have done it with some of the early um, early TPI members to really guide us. You know, when Jason and I started, it was, very much like conceptual the idea and it was really guided by the early adopters and, and you know one thing that is hard and you can talk to this a little bit is is earning trust being authentic doing what you say you're going to do and that's something that you know myself i feel very proud of tbi has tried to do that from the very beginning um, not soliciting the athletes not selling access to athletes 
um, and not trying to, to um, you know, take advantage of them and, and just provide value. And that's where I think TPI has been. But um, you, know, you talk a little bit about how much a player is not only from the uh, investing side, but is constantly being pitched on different opportunities and involvement. Sure. Um, you know, everything you said is a valid point. And, you know, there's three statistics that come to the top of mind. And again, I'm a stat guy, numbers guy. So, you know, one is that um, athletes over the past 15 years have been defrauded out of more than half a billion dollars by financial advisors. You know, these are people that they like, they know, and they trust that have been referred into them, that they've literally trusted with their earnings, you know, and, uh, and then there is, it just goes out the, out the door. And then, you know, we all know about the 60% of athletes, NBA, 78% of NFL and all those different things. And people think all those numbers are outdated and they're not statistically true. And, and, and they very much are because most athletes don't have, A, the transitional skills they need to be able to continue to earn once they leave the game. There's a huge gap in skills needed. And then there's also for even the most successful of us who played, if you play for more than a decade, you have a degree that means you don't have any direct experience in your workforce right and then the last statistic is that there's an uh, estimated 80 percent divorce rate in professional sports so no matter how protected you are no matter how intelligent you are if you invest in all these businesses and you get all the success only to fail in your marriage or your primary relationships then guess what half of that goes out the door and no business wants to be tied up in litigation behind someone's messy divorce and things of that nature and so it's just like you know, we really need to be able to not only uh, educate and engage, but really just provide a safe place so that athletes can make informed decisions with how it is that they steward the success that they achieve. And was that some of the thinking behind the ELOS group as you uh, started? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, again, um, they always say that most um, things, especially most successful things, sustainable things are created out of out of necessity, right? And for me, I um, was represented by my then uh, agent. And, and I just remember when I transitioned out, thinking that, man, there's not any, like the engagement that my agent and I had when I played was at an all time high. We spoke every day, multiple times a day. Um, he was like a brother to me, um, again, really trusted him. And unfortunately, like when I stopped playing and when I went through a divorce and when I started investing, and I started doing all these things, the agency didn't have very much to offer me because it didn't have any of those uh, support services. And I said to myself, man, how then cool would it be to have an agency that offered the access to a TPI, that offered the access to an IMAC regeneration center to help elongate your health and whether you're an active player or whether you're transitioned out and now your body's breaking down because you've given so much of it to the sport and now you have degenerative knees and arthritic conditions well now you can have a place that can actually help try to reverse some of those outcomes and help you lead the, the uh, optimal life and, and health you know and the same thing i did with marriage partners and things of that nature and that's really for me that came out of just those organic investments that i made one at one point i kind of just sat back and I was looking at my investment portfolio and I said, man, this like literally starts to form like a network. And maybe I, I think subconsciously I was like investing in things that I wish I services that I needed because I was always someone who actually not only invested in them, but I would come in in some capacity and help them to scale or help give strategy or assume some kind of role 
And that's where my business acumen started to grow over the last eight to 10 years um, as an investor and advisor in C-suite. Yeah, that's incredible. And, and you know, you'll, you'll be a, a big part of TPI um, moving towards the expansion of what we currently do around investing in entrepreneurship and the connectivity of the ecosystem. Um, so I love your ideas of, around what athletes need. If you can expand a little bit on, on some of those offerings or ways that you see athletes working with different companies. Sure. Are you meaning within the network of like just general needs that athletes have? Or are you meaning within the TPI offering? Which which one? I, I guess I am leaning towards the TPI offering, right? Because that's ideally going to be reflective of athlete needs. For sure. Um, again, I think that the the model. I love the TPI plus model. I, I love the TPI foundation in general, but the plus model. Um, I love the direction that we're headed. I think that being able to offer uh, members um, services that meet them where they are, realizing that not every level uh, or not every athlete is accomplished to the same level. Not every athlete earned the same amount of money, right? So we all have different needs. But now with our new service offering, we can allow them to engage really at at whatever level it is that they are able to then come in, whether that's investment or whether that's seeking, you know, um, you know, the, the, the insights and, um, you know, services to help them to continue to grow as entrepreneurs or grow in their education of understanding deals and deal flow and how, you know, to generate returns, how to grow their uh, portfolio, um, investment portfolio, et cetera, you know, and that's what I'm most excited about is just giving them a safe place to come. It says the locker room, all things startup. So startup meaning that yes, we uh, have investment opportunities, but startup meaning if that's starting up your your investment future, your business future, your transition out of the sport, we want them to continue to make the same impact that they made within their uh, respective um, athlete communities now in, in in the investment circle. You know, in, in contributing, whether it's with their dollars or whether it's with their credibility or with, you know, just their, their wonderful insights that they've gained as a result of persevering and achieving, you know, one of the most difficult feats in, in, in really in, in any businesses is being a professional at the top of your at the top of your game. You know, so that's something I think that um, makes us collectively who we are is that we have these highly accomplished individuals who are also used to working in team environments and also used to being coached. Yeah, I love what you said about meeting the athlete where they are, right? Like, so TPI encourages membership by any athlete, no matter what, as so long as they're interested in empowering themselves in this ecosystem, meaning you don't have or have to invest anything with us. We're not an investment platform. We're a community first and foremost, and we will meet you where you are and try to understand what your needs are and help you get to where you need to go. 100%. And that's what people want is just, um, you know, most, the number one thing that I hear athletes say they miss when they leave the game is not the money. As much as the money, how great it is that athletes, you know, what we've been able to earn many of us in our respective careers is 90% of the times when I talk to former athletes, former teammates, they say it's the camaraderie. That's what they miss, being connected to other athletes, being connected to that team uh, atmosphere, environment. And I think this is one of the strong competitive advantages that TPI has over other uh, 
uh, athlete uh, investor groups or um, uh, other uh, athlete driven funds. You know, as you said, we're not just an athlete, I mean, just an investment platform. You know, we are more of a, again, an engagement platform for athletes to come together and be impactful collectively. What are you most excited about TPI's future? So for me, I'm most excited about the impact that TPI will make within um, the, the investor community, within you know the athlete community, in terms of offsetting some of these uh, horrendous uh, statistics about you know um, you know financial literacy and just uh, um, you know again bankruptcies and, and challenges of that nature. But also, I'm very excited that we will be empowering. Um, the individuals who come through our network and I literally shared this saying and it's not nothing new but like I like that we're teaching them how to fish it says that if you give a person to give a man a fish he eats for a day teach a person to fish they eat forever we're teaching them how to fish here with this platform I love that analogy um, I, I don't want it to be lost. Um, one of the things that I think I find impressive about you, not only your you know your long-standing career and what you've managed to create and your self introspection has always been um, really impressive to me, but you're also a new dad, not a new dad for the first time, but you've got a young one. And so I just, like thinking about the balancing of being a dad, being, you know, a brand, because you are your own brand, being an entrepreneur, being a husband, all how, how do you find uh, the balance for all this? No, thank you again. I really appreciate you acknowledging, you know, the new birth of our daughter and also sending an awesome TPI uh, gift as well. That was very, very thoughtful. And, um, you know, just for me, I think, you know, candidly, I represent what TPI is, in my opinion. You know, it, there's, I'm, I've always been someone who's um, been very, very interested in business. And as you said, that still doesn't that interest and that desire to be impactful in that space still doesn't uh, curtail my responsibilities as a husband, as a father within my own uh, community here at home. <laughs> we have a tribe for sure, because now we have five children and, you know, all from newborn to all the way up to our oldest daughter is 11. And, and you know, so I'm, I'm out here coaching baseball, which I've never played baseball. So I got my little baseball <laughs> hat and I got a game tonight there. And then, you know, I'm coaching basketball on the weekends. And so for me, it's like, I, I think about legacy is what really, you know, allows me to maintain balances. I'm wanting to be able to pass on something to my children. I'm, I'm hopeful that my children will go on to be able to be um, great athletes and, and accomplish a lot of other things. But it's like my dad used to tell me when I was a child, he told me that he sent me to get this strong education so that I could work uh, smarter and not harder. You know, my dad was an entrepreneur. He was a master plumber in Wichita, Kansas. And I've seen um, the struggles of how he had to try to, to maintain, um, you know, trying to grow his business as a solopreneur, as an African-American man, you know, as um, underfunded, undercapitalized the whole nine, you know. And so when I got to the NBA, I remember trying to infuse capital into his business, but I was so um, green, I guess you could say, that I would I was just giving money and not really giving strategy or not giving 
things that were sustainable, you know, go buy a van, but you don't really help buy a warehouse or lease out a building space and help him get a fleet of vehicles and help him set up a strategy to now bring on multiple plumbers or get, you know what I'm saying? Like no, no websites, no, I mean, it was just, it's like to think back to 15 years ago, you know, what that looked like for me and now to see the growth is just amazing. And I love to see the same stories being told amongst other athletes, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're so right. It is a journey and it's all about growing and learning and, and balance. And that's awesome. So we're, we're coming up on our 20 here, but we want to end with a kind of fun question. This one's going to be tough, Mo. Toughest question of the day. All right. <laughs> if you could pick one superpower, what would it be and why? Well, hey, you know, you ever seen that show, uh, you know, what 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 men think or what, you know, what it was some show I thought of what women want, something like that. And the guy had a superpower, he could hear what women were thinking, you know. And uh and I think my superpower would be if I could hear what entre like investors are thinking. So you could know which ones are going to invest and which ones you're gonna waste your time with. That's a shortcut. Yeah. How many times have you done like a pitch? you 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 got this great presentation, you're going all out, and the person has no desire to like invest on and they come back with these crazy questions and just, you know, so anyway, if if if, if we could pass that on like in TBI and say, hey, you know, we can guarantee funding at some level for your yeah. company. Like that would be awesome. That's hilarious and perfect. That's great. Well, thank you again so much for being part of TPI, such a meaningful part of TPI, and for being here on TPI Talk in 20. I really appreciate it. Talk to you guys in 20. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.